What is up, everyone, and happy Saturday morning. Happy college football game day. Happy Irish game day. This is the Locked On Irish Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Greg Schaefer. I am your lead host. I am flying solo again today. If you listened to the show yesterday, you know my co-hosts are uh, they're going to be back. They're going to be around. Uh, they got to get some things sorted out and uh, with their studios and stuff so we can kind of Skype in on these. Uh, do they call it Skype on podcasts? I have no idea. Uh, Skype in and uh, be co-hosts when they're not in studio. Uh, like I said, we're wrapping up some few things locally with local high school football and things like that. But on today's show, we're going to be getting to... Our first game preview, Notre Dame-Navy, last-ranked opponent on the schedule. I'll talk about uh, why I'm not a huge fan of this rivalry, and I could take it or leave it. Um, And the sellout streak ending. Uh, By the way, that previous statement, taking and leaving this rivalry, I'm sure there's going to be strong opinions on both sides of the ledger on that one. And uh, we will also discuss some college football rankings. Hopefully we get to those. Um, The sellout streak ended, and we'll talk... um, Irish basketball, 74-64 victory over Marshall. Um, As previously stated, uh, flying in hot from uh, some high school football last night, uh, covered Bishop Hartley and uh, Granville. And I know this is an Irish Notre Dame-only podcast, but I want to shout out, the reason I bring this up, I want to shout out Jalen January. Number 12, running back Bishop Hartley, ran for 407 yards last night on just 28 carries, had three touchdowns. I mean, they literally pointed where they wanted to go, and they couldn't stop this kid. He's phenomenal to watch. Great vision, great quick step in the hole. So shout out to Jalen January. Man, you had one hell of a game yesterday. Congrats, and good luck the rest of the way. We're pumped to be following you uh, on your journey here to potentially a uh, potentially a state title. So uh, tweet at the show or um, tweet at my guys. We're at East of the Bend, and we're also obviously that locked on Irish. And uh, let us know what kind of rushing performances really stand out in your mind or if you've ever seen anybody run for over 200 yards in a high school, college, anything. So, um, yeah, big show today, uh, the game day preview. Navy, Navy, Navy. It is Navy game day. I um, can't say I'm super excited for this game. Um, I've been to this game like three different times. I, I don't like watching triple option football. I dread it when I have to cover locally. Um, the only good news is this time of year, if you get a triple option team, it's freezing in Ohio and the games usually go pretty quick. Um, but this is a talented Navy team. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't think this is as talented as the Keenan Reynolds teams. Um, I know that guy, he was phenomenal at what he did. Uh, as Coach Kelly said in his presser on Monday, they have got back to a more truer triple option, and it shows with um, they're definitely not throwing as much as last year, but they never really threw even that much. I know they threw, uh, I think it was close to 150 times last year. Uh, Malcolm Perry's back at quarterback, no longer playing slot. Um, he's 29 of 53 on the year for 722. I mean, that's pretty much what you would expect from a Navy quarterback. And he does lead the team in rushing. I think the difference this year, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like in previous years, and I've not done the research, so call me out if, if I'm wrong, as I very well may be, um, I feel like they've always had that running back that really more so comp, you know, complemented the offense. Um, now, next leading rusher is Nelson Smith. You know, They always had that fullback. Eric Catani really uh, sticks out in my mind from, well, uh, he should, because that was the year that... Uh, they knocked us off for the first, first time in 43 years, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, I was there for that game. But uh, Nelson Smith, uh, 505 on the ground, 104 carries, seven touchdowns. Now, the guy I'm going to be looking for today is uh, Jamal Crothers. 
Uh, 36 carries, 355 yards. He's averaging 9.9 a clip, eight touchdowns on the season. Looks like they also threaten him out of the backfield. Um, he's only got two catches, but I mean, you know, two catches out of 53 attempts and only 29 completions. That's, you know, that's a little bit of a percentage there. So, uh, you know, offensively to stop them, it's just going to be playing your keys. We've said it all week. There's a hundred different previews out there. I'm literally not telling you anything today that you don't already know about this team um, or about how to stop them. It's it's not complicated, but it is, uh, especially when it's ran efficiently. I really studied two games this week. I studied uh, Navy and Memphis, and, which I think is their the best opponent they've played. I said earlier this week they've not really played a team with a pulse other than Memphis, and they lost that game. And what's really interesting is they got out early on Memphis, like really early, um, twenty to it was twenty to seven, and then uh, I believe the kickoff return for touchdown happened after that. I'm gonna look that up here for you. Um, I've watched the game twice very quickly, but. Albeit I did, <laughs> I did sift through it. Yeah, so you know they almost went into halftime up twenty to seven. Navy doesn't typically lose those games. When they get up by a couple scores, they play possession. They're going to keep the ball away from you, and they're going to make you make the best of their uh, of your possessions. And if you if not, and especially if their offense is rolling like that, uh, they really attack the middle of the field. I mean, I cannot describe how important that guys like JOK, Asmir Bilal, and absolutely last and most important drew white is going to be incredibly important to this defense today and as far as the big play goes you got to look at alohi gilman he's going to be he's familiar with uh, the offense he played for navy i uh, got to believe that's an advantage um these guys and then jalen elliott stepping up you know if they break past first level um you know there's a chance they're going to be gone and both the games that i really paid attention to um because I looked at their like closest games that they played, and it was Tulane, and it was uh, Memphis. And uh, they just gashed the middle. They just really seemed like they just gashed the middle of the field, and they moved the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, when Navy's having a lot of success, if you watch the play, as the ball's being snapped to the quarterback, and as he's making his read, the line of scrimmage has moved two to three yards. So that means when the running back gets the ball, if he hits it with any kind of head of steam at all, he's at least getting four to five yards where he get, he gets the ball two to three is already settled if he can just fall forward he's got to have at least four to five yards and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to shorten the game they're trying to limit your possessions and if they're getting three to four yards a clip on every single play then obviously do the math it's a first down every three plays I mean, there's really it's not that complicated as to why they continue to run this and when they can run this with any sort of efficiency it's it can be lights out and it can be very frustrating and that's one of the reasons I find it so frustrating to watch. Like I said, I've been to three games. You couldn't give me tickets to go back to watch a triple option team in college. I just think it's boring, uh, and it's all and honestly like <clears throat> call me whatever you want. It's a, it's frustrating as a fan as you're sitting there and it's like you just can't if you can't stop it. It is infuriating to watch. Um, and watching these two games, Navy and, uh, against Memphis and Tulane, I, the one thing that stuck out to me, and I kind of alluded to it a little earlier, was how they got out early and, you know, they didn't, you know, they lost to Memphis. And usually when they get out early by a couple scores, that's a wrap. And uh, they were up big on Tulane. And uh, they, they kind of squandered the lead, which is not like this team. 
Um, and and what I did find interesting about them having so much success, yeah, they were up twenty four to nothing. Uh, went into halftime thirty one fourteen, and that game was tied. Um, beyond Nichols, the field goal kicker, who I'll get to in a little bit. This kid is phenomenal. Um, he hit a, a game winner with uh, I think a second or two left, if I remember right. Uh, it was a forty eight yard field goal. Um, and beat Tulane, and you know Tulane. The thing that sticks out about that win is this: the defensive line. That defensive line was, you know, preseason top fifteen by most outlets. So we were kind of having a debate on how good Notre Dame's defensive line is. And uh, yeah, one of the things that we stuck out is as we were doing our research was just how uh, incredibly respected and how much talent is on that defensive line. And you know, let me see how many yards all total they ran for in this game I know it was a big amount against a really good um offensive line or defensive line for Tulane let's see here yeah they rushed for 385 yards I mean that's that's incredible Crothers ran for 154 and 14 carries I mean these guys these guys had a day um but again you know superior more, more way way more talent we have way way more talent we have to not let the line of scrimmage get moved. And our backers have to play well. And on the corners, you cannot fall asleep. Cannot fall asleep. Always expect the ball to be coming your way. Do not get caught peeking inside. And again, like I said uh, last week, the speech would be before Duke, it's Duke. All right? It's freaking Duke. Go out and blow them off the field. Same with Navy. It's Navy. Go out and blow them off the field. Let's take a quick break. We're going to preview Notre Dame's offense against Notre Dame's defense right after this. All right, guys, we're back here. Locked on Irish podcast. Now let's take a look at the defense or the offense attacking Navy's defense. Uh, I did find it interesting. They have a couple 300-pound guys that you do not see at the Naval Academies. Uh, Jackson Pittman and uh, Dave Tolentino, both. you know, big tackles. They don't have a lot of stats to go with it, but if we can't move them off the ball, they are fast. We all know how scrappy, how fast a Navy defense is. Um, Diego Fago, 59 tackles on the year, two and a half sacks. Uh, the guy's a monster back there. Uh, he's had, I think he's had a pick six as well, if I'm not mistaken. I do remember, recall that. Yes, he did have a pick six. Uh, I think that was against Tulane. Um, just really stout up front, and uh, Coach Kelly even mentioned how um, how athletic this team is and the size that they don't normally have. One thing I will reference here real quick is, um, is speaking of the defense, is uh, Brian Driscoll's article. I always kind of reference him. He's really good. Irish Maven at, um, on SI. Check him out. He's got really good stuff. But uh, one of the things I really noticed um, – is a uh, first-year defensive coordinator Brian Newberry just you know really turned this off or the defense around for Navy in a very short period of time. They were giving up 33 and a half points per game last season, over 400 yards during a season. They went three and ten. Now opponents uh, per Brian Driscoll, 18.1 and uh, 310.18.1 points per game and uh, 310.6 yards per game. Just a you know incredible amount of success that this defense is finding and they're really keeping offenses, you know, kind of backed up a little bit. I mean, ultimately though, uh, we just got to attack. We have to attack this team. Just like I said, for Navy, the way they have success, we should be finding that same success. You know, I know they have a couple 300 pounders, but 
I don't care. Uh, Diego Fago is a nice player. I don't care. We need to do the exact same thing to them that they want to do to us. Blow them off the ball. Create that. Uh, move the line of scrimmage. Move the line of scrimmage. The one thing that scares me is I went back and I watched some of last year's game against Navy and, you know, Dexter Williams and a healthy Jafar Armstrong just did some great things, making guys miss. They, it was an NFL guy playing against glorified high schoolers. I mean, I'm going to call spade a spade. I mean, just the, some of the quick twitch moves that were happening in the hole and happening on the outside, the individual matchups that were occurring, you know, Dexter was just making guys look silly out there and looking like a pro back <laughs> at the time. And, you know, we don't have that, and that concerns me. It really does. Now, is today a day for a guy to break out? I mean, it absolutely could be. It absolutely could be because our running backs, I mean, I'm sure they've played against this type. They have. They've already played against this type of talent. We need to be able to figure out how to run the ball. You know, unfortunately, Tony Jones, he's a good number two. He's a very reliable number two. You want a guy like Tony Jones on your roster every single year. However, we don't have a game breaker. We do not have a game breaker, and that is killing us right now. It's killing us every week. Heck, it killed us against Bowling Green to a certain extent. How many times do you think Dexter Williams scores on breakaways with some of the holes that Tony Jones had against Bowling Green? I mean, does he have like eight touchdowns? I mean, I don't know. But uh, we have to get out early. Um, the wide receivers need to start having – Miles Boykin had a great day last season. Uh, Miles needs to – or uh, Claypool needs to have the same kind of day. They're similar size. And just be bigger and more athletic than them. Just be bigger and more athletic. That's all you got to do. Go out there, be bigger and more athletic on the edge. Uh, good line protection. I know the lines protected Book very well all year. Um, you know, they're going to get after Book a little bit. And, he, you know, he's going to have to show the athleticism to break away from some of these guys, make guys miss. And, I mean, it goes without saying, while I'm speaking of size and athleticism, Colkmet, come on. This is a game... That if things get a little hairy, things get close, you need a big third down, go to Cole Kmet. Just like they're going to be going for, I mean, Navy's offense is going to be going for it on third and fourth and medium. or They're going to be going for it on fourth and medium once they get past the 40, in my opinion. I mean, they have nothing to lose. They're not going to the playoff even if they went out. Uh, you know, So it's just icing on the cake for them. They're looking for an American Conference victory, and they're looking to win the Commander-in-Chief trophy. So, uh, yeah. You know, we, you got to just do your job, ultimately. You can tell I'm, like, frustrated by this right now because it is. It's just infuriating that we're we're having a total breakdown right now. I know a lot of fans think we're losing this game. We, a lot of people just think that we're losing this game, but we need to go in. We need to out-athlete them. I don't think we do. I really, truly feel like we found something uh, at the end of that Virginia Tech game, and it showed last week against Duke. Now, the wheels falling off Duke, and... They're not all that good. Maybe. But uh, I think the Irish take care of business today. Uh, you know, as long as books got to stay efficient, don't make the big mistake. Going back and looking at last year, like I said, you know, Miles Boykin had a nice day. Chris Fink had a nice day. You know, we don't have a back that stands out that I'm going to say, hey, this guy's going to have a great day. I'd love to see Sebo Flemister get a lot of carries today. I don't know if he will. I uh, If Jafar Armstrong is healthy, I'd like to see what he could do. Um... You know, make sure these guys are setting the edge. Be more physical. Just be more physical than this team. Go out there, get, you know, up 14, 21 points, and that's going to be the biggest thing. Make them throw the ball. And the offense can work with the defense on that. you got to get out. you got to start fast. And you just got to be the better team. you got to have it in your mind that this is not 
just uh, some cakewalk. And I think they understand that. I know Kelly really emphasizes the triple option and practice and things like that. So, you know, just get out there and do what you're supposed to do. You know, if there's a jump ball somewhere, go get it. Uh, you know who else I'd like to see have a big day on offense while I'm just completely on a just unintelligible rant right now is Javon McKinley. This would be a day for Javon to step up. He's got the size. He could absolutely out-athletic every single one of these cats on this team. There, there's just no excuse. This can happen for Javon today. Um, the one thing I did want to get to real quick is, uh, you know, sometimes Navy gets across the field. You know, you feel like if you stop them, we're going to hold them to a field goal. Any one of these military academies, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of these military academies do not kick very well. Well, this kicker for Navy is really good. This uh, Bjorn Nichols sounds French. Think it might be. Correct me if I'm wrong. I love being corrected. Kind of my favorite thing ever. But this kid, you know, he hit a 50 yarder, I believe, to beat. Um, yeah, he hit the 50 yarder, 48 yarder to uh, beat Tulane. Um, he's not hit from 50 yet, but. Uh, you know, 42 of 43 on extra points. Uh, he's five of seven on field goals, but I mean, you know, three of five from 40 to 49. And the reason I bring this up is because, like I said, usually you feel like team gets across the field. Let's get a stop. Hey, they're probably going to miss. It's 50-50 if they hit this field goal with these military academies. That's not the case with this kid. He is a strong, strong kicker. So just don't hang your hat on, oh, let's make him kick because we'll get the ball back right here. No, we have got to keep them behind the sticks. That's the bottom line. Got to keep them behind the sticks. All right, before we get up against a break here, let's go ahead and just real quick talk about how I just cannot stay in this game. Um, I understand 93 years, they saved the university. It is what it is. The debt's been paid. I'm kind of over it. Um, I don't think it does much for us. It's never done anything for us. Um, even when we were blowing them out every year, the 43-win streak, whatever, whatever, this game's done nothing for me. It's not fun to watch. Um, everybody just gets all worried. If we win, great. Even no matter how good Navy is, no no matter what, if we win, great. If we lose, everybody's talking about it. It leads Sports Center more than uh, you know Bama and LSU. So uh, get it. I'm fine with it going. I don't think it's a rivalry. I think it's just you know if this was done in basketball, I was thinking about this last night as I was trying not to freeze to death. You got thirty games. Who you know, if it's something you gotta keep up in basketball, but in football, in a way that football's going, yes, you know, call me out and say, like, oh, you know, football is being ruined by money. Well, kinda is. I mean, if you're gonna go that route, because in my opinion, if Texas and Texas A and M can go away, if West Virginia Pitt can go away, this can go away too. I mean, if you wanna keep up with the Joneses, I mean, if not, then don't kill yourself by tradition. Do not kill yourself by tradition at all. So with that being said, I'll get back to that. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, well, let's uh, actually, let's talk about our friends at Roman. At Roman.com. Check out our friends at where you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for your ED from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan and if the medication is appropriate. That is roman.com slash locked. Again, get roman.com slash locked. 
So let's take another quick break, and I'll finish my thought out here on, uh, I know, I'm all over the place today. I told you, it, it's crazy right now. Not having my co-host in the house, not having, uh, we're uh, we're drilling through a bunch of highlights, local coverage, and piecing together these shows, and I'm in here, I'm sweating. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's getting intense. It's getting into that. See, that's why Navy's got to come off the schedule. It's too intense. Too, inst- too intense. Intense? Yeah, that too. Let's take a break. Okay, so final thoughts on uh, this whole Notre Dame-Navy fiasco. Isn't it ironic, too, that the sellout streak ends with this game, this particular game? Uh, I don't buy all the excuses. Um, I do think, I do agree with one, that the 65-inch TV has totally destroyed attendance in college, well, in football in general. Take it from somebody who spends a lot of time on just high school sidelines. I've been on the sidelines for a pro game. Uh, that's about the best access you can get. And and then the next best would be like 50 yard line in the suite. How many people, you know, have those seats? Yeah, not many. It's not a T it's not an in-person sport. It's a TV sport. And God, I do not accept tickets in the back of the end zone. I can't do it. I can't sit behind the field goal posts. Maybe my depth, maybe I need glasses. Maybe my depth perception is just that bad. But, uh, and, and I think honestly, and I know that what they've done, it really shocks me. They let the sellout streak end on this one. Or they couldn't find a way. And it must be bad, too, because they announced the sellout streak ending earlier this week. Wasn't it Wednesday that they announced the sellout streak was done? Yeah, I don't know about that, man. That, that This might be... I mean, how many tickets to have to go unsold? Because, to me, I thought BG would be the end of it. And that's part of the reason why that this was... You know, the sellout streak ended, in my opinion. You, you can't get away with New Mexico... Navy and Bowling Green. You can get away with it. Navy's been on there, okay? Whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not, eh, is what it is. I understand that. But it's always been there. Everybody understands fine. And then, you know, you always have like a New Mexico. We've had Nevada. We've had Temple when they were bad. Uh, who else has been on there? You know, pick San Diego State it comes to mind, Nevada, teams like that. Even that Nevada team was really good. Maybe in the offseason, we'll talk about how I. Still shocked that a Charlie Weiss-led team shut out that Nevada team. Go ahead and discuss on the side. But, uh, you know, you always have that one. But then you add in a Bowling Green, or you add in New Mexico, if you already had Bowling Green scheduled. That's half. Half of your home games are non-Power 5. And then when you add in a Virginia Tech, who's not good, you add in BC, who's not good, who I think is the most mismanaged rivalry in all of sports. We'll get to it next week. Next week's BC week, one of my favorite rivalries, but I'm going to catch a lot of heat for it. See, I'm not typical, man. I'm not typical Notre Dame fan where I, I, I'm, I think I see. Uh, we'll get to it another day. Get to it another day. We're running up against it here. Only got a few minutes left. They try to keep us under 30 minutes. I'm not used to it. I mean, me and my boys, we've done three-hour shows before, so look out. But, uh, yeah, again, like I said, isn't it ironic that the streak ends with Navy? Is that not another reason to just get it off the schedule? I mean, 2026, you know, unless, okay, if you're going to leave Navy, then you got to throw something else on there, especially from a a respect perspective. Yeah, say that three times fast. You know, because like I said, it doesn't matter. It's not fun to watch. It's a triple option. There's a lot of injuries that come from this. Don't even get me started on the way that Navy chop blocks and the injuries. And we always play like garbage. Maybe I will explore that next week. After uh, The week after Navy is always a train wreck, whether we kill them or we don't. Look at 2012. 
we blew them out 50 to 10. The next week we had a close game with a bad Purdue team. That was the holy Tommy Reese touchdown Tommy game when he replaced Everett Golson. It never is good the next week. So, you know, if you want to do it every other year, I don't know what you got to do to appease the situation. I'm just not a fan of it. it. This game doesn't move my meter in the least. In fact, I have a high school game to cover tonight. And I'm re- I really, I know I'm going to miss probably the last part of the fourth quarter, so I'm hoping it's a blowout. I'm not all that disappointed. And this is somebody who's missed a handful of plays since 1993, let alone games. I'm not upset. I mean, I'll probably find a way to watch it on the sideline during pregame, but not all that upset. So uh, final thoughts on that, Notre Dame-Navy today. I think Notre Dame pulls out the victory. I'm going to go 38-27. I don't think it's even that close. I think Navy will move the ball. I think it'll be close early, maybe like 14-14. I think it's like... Uh, I think it's probably 38-20 at a certain point, and maybe Navy gets a late one. The backups come in, a uh, little window dressing. So uh, I think 38-27, I don't think we have too much of a problem with this. Again, keys to victory, move the line of scrimmage. Don't let them move the line of scrimmage. Play your fundamentals. Be disciplined. Attack, attack, attack. You know you know what they're going to do. Wrap them up. Be sure tacklers. Be the bigger, better athletes. That's the moral of this story. So uh, real quick, let's get to, I want to try to squeeze in. We're about 25 minutes for right now. I want to try to squeeze in a little Irish basketball. So Irish basketball last night uh, took care of business, um, 74-64 over Marshall. Uh, What did I like from this game? I like, A, that we won. I like that John Mooney had his 24th career double-double. However, when I look, and I didn't get to watch most of this game, I tried to review it a little bit um, this morning before I uh, opened up the show, but uh, I I didn't like the fact that we had some lulls. You know, it looked like we got out early, and we're playing nice. Uh, What was the lead? It was 25-10, great. And then Marshall somehow claws their way back into it, and, um, you know, it's what was it, 49-46 at one point against Marshall. Uh, Tavion Kenzie, the local guy here from near Columbus, Ohio, had a nice day, uh, had uh, 16 points, 7 of 13 shooting. Mooney was 28 points, 9 of 23 from the field. Uh, our three-point percentage at 25%. Uh, I'm not impressed by that at all. Again, I hope they're get-right games. I really, I really, really do. I, I hope that these are... Hope these are get-right games. Uh, they let the uh, Jared West, uh, they let him have 14 points. I shouldn't say let. He's a nice player, uh, kind of a scrappy point guard. Uh, last night also, uh, Juwan Durham, he had uh, 10 points. Um, playing a little better, definitely playing a little bit better. 10 points in 14 minutes, 50% from the field. TJ Gibbs, 15 points on four of nine. That's that's uh, uh, That's what they call not good. Uh, Dane Goodwin, another local guy, four of nine from the field. And he got 26 minutes of time off the bench, 11 points. You know, these are supposed to be get-right games to be able to get your bench, you know, some more time. And again, you know, Howard, we got 11 guys on the floor, nine guys with double-digit minutes. This week, we got, what was this, nine guys on the floor and only seven guys with double-digit minutes. Uh, Lazuski was the other one. O of one from three, had two points, both from the free-throw line. Uh, Goodwin, most of his points came from... Um, uh, just the field. He was 0 of 2 from the three-point line. This is really surprising me that he's not more of a sharpshooter. I hope he develops it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, right now, it, it is not looking pretty right now because I thought he'd come out and just ball from the beyond three, and it, it's just it's not happening yet. Maybe he's saving it for ACC play. I'd love that. 
Uh, next up is Presbyterian on uh, November 18th. And I apologize, I'm working through a little quick. Would love to have broke that down a little bit more. But how much more do you want to hear of Notre Dame Marshall basketball? And I do. I love basketball. In fact, I, that's one of the main reasons I'm like so stoked about doing this podcast and being here with you guys. And it's one of the things I think is going to make this podcast successful is the fact that you know we all love college football. Me and Mark are huge Notre Dame fans, and Willie, you know, he he definitely supports Notre Dame, but we bring him in as that outside expert. Uh, yeah, expert. That's a loose term. But then we also have our specialties and. Uh, Willie also covers uh, local St. Charles soccer, and he's going to be able to give a big perspective on soccer, and Mark will be able to give you some perspective on hockey, lacrosse at some point. Uh, but, man, I'm all hardwood outside of college football. I love college basketball, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll try to get you a little more when I budget my time a little bit better. So last thing I want to get to today, I'm going to give you my reaction to the college football rankings I'm not that upset by them. I think they're pretty much right. I'm a resume guy. I thought LSU should have been number one in week one. I get it. High State looks tremendous. However, against who? Uh, Cincinnati's been a nice win. Indiana's sneaky good win, seven and two. Um, uh, yeah, LSU. I mean, they have had at Auburn. They've had Texas. Now they've had Bama, um, Auburn, Florida. Um, High State's not played anything like that. And no, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to be this Ohio State hater. They just have not played anything like that. And I know the big debate this week is who is number five. Um, Bama sits there at five. Everybody thinks Minnesota got a little disrespected. I can't say I disagree with that. I liked what Danny Cannell said earlier this week. You have a team that's 6-0 and and you don't think they've played anybody. Fine. Whatever. But nine games into the season and you hold a win over number, nine, uh, over number four and you move to eight just one st- step above the team you just beat. I, I think I'd put them at, uh, I think I'd put Minnesota at five right now. Are they better than Bama? No, but they beat the number four team in the country. And ultimately what I want to get to in closing, cause I got about a minute left. It doesn't matter if the, the gophers about slipped up there, the gophers, if they went out, and have a win over high state, they are not going to be kept out. 13-0 with a win over the Buckeyes. They're in. That's it. There we go. That's the end of my reaction to that. You know, high state wins out, they're in. Clemson wins out, they're in. Baylor, oh, everybody says so much disrespect. If they went out, I think they're getting in. Two wins over Oklahoma, 13-0 Big 12 champ. They're not going to be kept out. So uh, that wraps it up for today. Uh, love to next time around, we'll get you a week three playoff reactions. Hopefully I didn't rant too much. I'm all over the place right now. It'll get better. You guys are probably thinking, when's the other guys going to fill in for this cat? Um, not soon. So strap in. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys listening. Remember, you can always follow us on or at Locked On Irish on Twitter. On the tweeter, Locked On Irish. Uh, and then if you have any other favorite teams, man, I'm sure there's a podcast on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com. So... Enjoy the game today. Uh, go Irish, beat Navy. So until, let's see, we'll try to get the next episode cranked out by Monday. Enjoy your uh, college football Saturday. Enjoy your NFL Sunday, and go Irish.